Hello everyone, this is me, I wouldn't want no more, and this is my channel, A Face to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects that we can ever learn about, talk about, or discuss in the entire Holy Bible, according to John chapter 17, verse 3. Today we're going to be learning about a very popular but yet misunderstood subject, and that is facts about forgiveness. However, before I get into that, I once again have a tune that some of us might enjoy. Once again, the subject that we're going to be learning about today is captioned Facts About Forgiveness, and I will be inviting my brother to come tell us a little more about that. Forgiveness is an idea that most of us take for granted. If we want forgiveness, we'll just say, I'm sorry, or if we're giving it, we'll just say, I forgive you. But when it comes to worshiping God, forgiveness means a whole lot more than that. So we have to understand what God thinks about forgiveness and how we can lift our forgiveness up to meet his standards. God is a very forgiving person, according to Psalms chapter 103, verse 8, which reads, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plentiful in mercy. He wouldn't have to be this forgiving, though, if it wasn't for the sin of Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Because of their sin, the idea of wickedness passed through humanity all the way to our time. And it has led to the situation in Psalms chapter 51, verse 5, which reads, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We are born in sin. We have the ability to sin right from birth because of what they did. And this situation would make you think, well, wouldn't God want to destroy us? And of course he would, because he doesn't like the wicked. Psalms chapter 7 verse 11, which reads, God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. However, it is because of his mercy that he doesn't destroy us. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22, which reads, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. He is also forgiving for the purpose of having worshippers. Because according to Psalms chapter 130 verses 3 and 4, if God were to set his standard for holiness, then nobody would be able to meet it, so everyone would have to die. But rather, God lowers that standard a bit for us, so that even though we sin from time to time, if we love God, we can still be alive to worship him. That's how God has set this whole thing up. In fact, God is so merciful that he even extends his mercy to the wicked. The wicked that he hates, according to Psalms chapter 7, verse 11. He doesn't even want to really kill them. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, which reads, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? If wicked people repent, 
then God will make sure to forgive them, according to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. If we are looking for more examples of forgiveness, though, look no further than the story of Jesus Christ, because he is a truly amazing example of forgiveness. He spent a lot of time teaching it. For example, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, when he was teaching us the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He was telling us that when we're asking for God to forgive us, we are also telling him that we are going to forgive others. It's just a part of the prayer. Why? Because as Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 say, If we forgive others, then God will forgive us. If we don't forgive others, then God will not forgive us. And Jesus used a parable to explain this in Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 to 34. There was once a king who had a servant that owed him a lot of money, millions in today's currency. But the servant said that he couldn't pay, so the king forgave him of his debt. But then that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who was owing him a few dollars, and he said, you have to pay me. And no matter how much that fellow servant begged, it didn't work. He ordered that he should go to jail until that money was paid. But then the king heard about this. So he called that servant over and said, I forgave you. Why couldn't you show that mercy to someone else? No, you're also going to have to stay in jail until you pay your money that you owed me. As verse 35 says, this is what God is going to do to people who don't forgive others. He is not going to forgive them. And Jesus Christ didn't just teach forgiveness. He also practiced it. He wasn't like the Pharisees, according to Matthew chapter 23, verses 2 to 4, who taught the right stuff, but didn't do it. No, he did forgiveness. For example, in Luke chapter 7, verse 48, while he was at the house of Simon the Pharisee, a woman had come to him and had washed his feet with her own tears. That's how repentant she was. And Jesus saw that repentance and forgave her. And in Matthew chapter 9, verse 2, Jesus forgave a paralyzed man of his sins. But we must remember that Jesus wasn't forgiving that man for his sins because he was a sinner for being paralyzed. No, Jesus was forgiving him of that inherent sin that all human beings have being descended from Adam, according to, once again, Psalms chapter 51, verse 5. But these two examples are nothing compared to the greatest example that Jesus ever showed on earth. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was talking about his killers, the Pharisees, the leaders of the people. He was telling God that they were hardly innocent for what they were doing because they didn't know that he was the son of God. They didn't believe, at least. They didn't know about what was going to happen to them for their sin. But of course, God didn't listen to Jesus's prayer because God had things that he wanted to do to them. They killed his son that he sent to redeem the world. They had to be punished for that. And a few decades later, Jerusalem would be completely destroyed and they'd be taken into captivity by the Romans. This story truly shows that forgiveness 
has limits. Forgiveness must also meet justice at some point. After all, Luke chapter 17 verses 3 and 4 say that when someone repents, we should forgive them. If they repent several times, then we should forgive them. Forgiveness is not about ignoring somebody's sins. It's about acknowledging that they sinned and moving on from that point. So we should only forgive people if they repent. And that's what God is doing. God is judging the world and looking at people's final state. Are they worshiping him or are they not worshiping him? If the wicked people want to repent, then he'll allow them. But there has to be some sort of judgment. The good need to get their reward and the wicked need to get their punishment. So God is judging the world through Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 17, verses 30 to 31, and through his word, according to John chapter 12, verse 48. And he is judging the world through the saints, according to Luke chapter 22, verses 28 to 30, which read, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jude verses 14 and 15 talk about the same thing, showing how God is sending saints who are going to judge the ungodly for the actions that they have committed against God. So, to wrap up, what are the benefits of forgiveness? Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, that verse again, because that is the biggest reason why we should forgive. Because if we forgive others, then God will forgive us. It really doesn't get simpler than that. The merciful will be blessed, according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, which reads, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And that's why St. Paul encouraged us to be forgiving in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. It's just about being nice to fellow Christians, to the other people that you're with in this world. In conclusion, forgiveness is a very good character trait. It pleases the people around us, and it shows God that we are righteous and unhypocritical. And plus, without forgiveness, we don't have charity, and without charity, our faith is useless, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. And that is the end of my sermon on facts about forgiveness. Thank you for listening. And that, my viewers, is the facts of forgiveness. We have to understand how forgiveness works. I must emphasize the fact that though God is long-suffering, justice must still come. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. We must never take this to granted. Because though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Proverbs chapter 11 and verses 19 and 21, specifically verse 21. And something that many people do to God is that, oh, okay, when I want to repent to God, I just say, God, if you think that there is any fault with me, please forgive me of those faults. No, we have to know what we've done. When people who are righteous had wanted to repent of their sins, they knew what they did. David knew that he'd committed adultery in 2 Samuel chapter 12, which was why he repented of that. 
But then there's some that say, oh, forgive me of whatever you think I've done. No, really be repentant by knowing what you've done. It's just something that some people who call themselves Christians do. It's very important we have the understanding of what forgiveness really means because it's a big topic in the idea and institution of Christianity. But we have to understand what it really means. God forgave us a really big debt, so we have to forgive the small debt that we have from person to person, not just money-wise, but when it comes to what people do to upset us. To conclude this episode, I once again have a tune that some of us might enjoy. video hope you learned something most importantly please try to subscribe and share this video because forgiveness is one of the most important things that has ever existed in Christianity everybody talks forgive 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 but we have to understand the real aspects and roles behind forgiveness so that we'll know when to forgive and when to really bring justice thank you for listening